0: The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit GeorgiaFaith.com. Thank you for listening. It was the day when heaven went to war. You know, today people want a rational explanation for everything. But even in our super scientific culture, there are things that can't be explained because, well, it turns out we're not alone. There is a dimension, a spiritual dimension to this world that cannot be examined with microscopes or explained with equations a spiritual dimension that has nothing to do with technology but everything to do with reality. Bible says that there are spiritual beings around us, angels and demons, and they're at war, at war for your soul. It began at the very beginning of time. God had created a world that was filled with perfection from one end to the other, from the glories of this earth to the high and holy halls of heaven. And then God created this special race of creatures, spiritual creatures, powerful and holy. He called them his messengers. The word is angel. And then God created a race that was even more special because they weren't just spiritual, but they had a soul and a body, spiritual and physical, and God called them mankind. So here was God's plan to have a perfect world filled with heavens, filled with legions of holy angels, and the earth filled with holy men and women. It was God's perfect plan, but it did not last long. See, there was one angel, a powerful angel, one that held a position of authority, we're told. God had created him beautiful, holy, powerful. He was called light bearer. That's the name that Isaiah gave him in his prophecy, light bearer. In Latin, light bearer is Lucifer. But this position of authority and beauty and light was not enough. Not enough. So instead of light, he chose darkness. Instead of obedience, he chose chaos. He rallied other angels to his side. And think of the unthinkable that in the high halls of heaven there was rebellion. Lucifer might have been powerful, but he had grossly underestimated the power of God. An angel, even an angel, can't fight against God and win. Instead, Lucifer lost his position. Peter writes this, "'The angels who did not keep their positions of authority "'but abandoned their own home, "'God did not spare those angels when they sinned, "'but sent them to hell.'" to be held for judgment. and There are no second chances for these evil angels, not at all. They lost their place. This is what Jesus was talking about in our Gospel reading for today, because you have to remember, he, were there. he was there. Before Jesus was born as a baby in Bethlehem, the Son of God reigned as the Prince of Heaven, so he was there the day that Lucifer rebelled. So when his disciples, Jesus' disciples, come back crowing about the fact that demons were submitting to them, Jesus said, I saw it. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. But he landed. He landed right here on earth among mankind. And suddenly in a world of perfect light, a darkness began to grow. See, Lucifer and his evil angels, they wanted nothing more than to bring down that other special race that God had created. They wanted to bring mankind down with them. They wanted to ruin everything God had created. So into the garden he went in the form of a serpent with his wise-sounding words and his pride-inducing lies, and he took the man and the woman and he pulled them down with him. And suddenly, both of these two races that God had created, they were both drowning in sin and death and had nothing waiting for them except the wrath of a holy and angry God. But while the devil and his henchmen were still cackling about what they had done, God appeared. He came to speak to humankind. And what he said made their laughter die. Because you see, what God said about humanity was different than what he said about angels. He said, I've come with a plan to forgive them of their sins, that they might live with me forever. I will be their savior. And the devil howled. God, that, you need to be fair. You are the one who said, the soul that sins, it shall die. Now be fair, these humans belong with me. And, you know, he was right. He was right to accuse God of being unfair. I mean, what would have been fair for Adam and Eve or for you and me? God had said the soul that sins, it shall die. To promise humanity that, that they wouldn't have to suffer for their sins? Well, that didn't seem fair at all. And the devil never let God forget about it. Through the whole Old Testament, he accused God of being unfair. Now this is kind of wild, but if you read the Old Testament, you realize that after the devil lost his place in heaven, after Lucifer lost his place in heaven, sometimes God still summoned him back to his heavenly council. Like you read the book of Job and you see it says that all the angels presented themselves before God and this fallen angel, Lucifer, was there. And God says to him, well, what have you been up to? And he says, I'm roaming back and forth across the earth. And then he did what he does best. He accused Job of being a sinner and accused God of being unfair. It's one of the reasons he got a new name. Lucifer, light bearer, it's a better picture of what he was than what he is. The new name he got in the Old Testament was Hasatan. That's Hebrew for the accuser. This is what he does best. He accuses. He's like a prosecuting attorney in a court of law. He knows the law perfectly well, and he knows just how far short you and I have fallen of it. And so what he does is he brings charges against us. He says, John Schrader was commanded to be perfect and sinless and holy. And he's anything but that. And what kind of defense can I make to that? When he looks at you and accuses you, you know the evidence is there. In your hearts, you know it's there. He can lay it out on the table as exhibits A through Z. What defense can you make to the accusation by Satan that we are not righteous like God called on us to be? We do deserve to be with him. Or, Or another time in the book of Zechariah, Satan's again in heaven accusing a man named Joshua, pointing at him and saying, he's a sinner. He belongs to be with me. And Joshua's pictured there standing in these filthy rags of sin, but then the Son of God intervenes and says, no, he belongs to me. Take off his sinful clothes and wrap him in robes of my righteousness. And the devil howls, because that's not fair. And God said, just wait. Just wait, I'm I'm going to make it fair. You see, God had a plan that the devil couldn't grasp. The plan was that his son would actually become a member of this fallen human race. That he would become a man so that God could punish him for the sins of all men. He would become a man so that in him, God could punish the guilt of all men. Bible says the reason the Son of Man appeared was to destroy the devil's work, to destroy his ability to accuse, to negate that work of the prosecutor. He came to make sure that the devil could never accuse us again by answering every one of those accusations, shouldering our sin and guilt, and pouring out his lifeblood on the cross. The reason that matters is that this was not just a Jew from first century Israel. This was the son of God made man that all of the sins of men might be made right in him. So when he died on the cross, it was the lifeblood of God that was poured out. And when the lifeblood of God enters the equation, that changes absolutely everything. Satan can no longer accuse God of anything because the lifeblood of God, that means that justice has been done. The only difference is, God said all that justice, all that wrath would be centered on this one man who stood in the place of all mankind. Think about what that means. No longer could Satan accuse God of being unfair. You want to talk about fair? The lifeblood of God has been poured out to pay for the sins of God of the world. No longer could Satan accuse us of belonging with him. Our purchase price was the lifeblood of God poured out on the altar of the cross. No more did he have the power to accuse. And so no longer was there time or opportunity for there to be an opposing advocate in heaven. No longer was God going to allow Satan to accuse him or anyone else with these accusations because Christ would be rising from the dead and the son of God and son of Mary was returning back to the high halls of heaven to be crowned as king of kings and lord of lords. There was no more room in heaven for opposing advocates and so God called out Michael, the archangel, the general of God's armies and he gave the command, throw them out. And heaven went to war. Michael and his angels fought. The Bible says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. The accuser of our brothers, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Satan wants your soul, but he can't have it. Because when Christ died, he lost any power to accuse us ever again. He can call us sinners. He can say we belong with him. But God won't listen. Because the lifeblood of God had been poured out on the altar of the cross and that means justice has been done. The war? That's already won. Satan is lost but he has not given up the fight. Listen is what it says. Our text says, The war is won so rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury for he knows his time is short. So here's an amazing thing. There is no war between us and God. Christ came and made peace between man and God. He came and fulfilled the promise announced when he was born of peace on earth and goodwill toward men. The devil can't change God. So what he tries to do is he tries to change you and me. He's got absolutely no ability to change God, so he tries to change us, to get us to neglect our faith or to give in to that sin. He can't accuse God of anything, so he tries to get us to accuse God of all sorts of things. to try to get us to accuse God of not listening to us or not caring for us or not giving us what we want. Satan and his henchmen, what they want to do is rob you of the peace you have that was won for you by the Son of God. Paul wrote, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil. There's still a war going on. But here's the great news. That day when heaven went to war, God sent out his angel armies to fight for you. And they have never stopped. And they're not going to stop fighting the evil in this world until God's peace rings out over the new heaven and the new earth. This autumn, as you watch the summer's light fade into winter's dim, and you look in this world and see the broken and shattered parts, and you see the forces of good and the forces of evil so obviously at a struggle, remember, we are not alone. Today is the feast of the archangel. Heaven went to war for you. God grant it. Amen.